Welcome. This is our midweek devotional with Dr. Owen Anderson. And this week, I was reading through Hebrews. And Hebrews 10 stood out to me as a great chapter for thinking about the work of Christ and contrasting it with the work at the temple, at the tabernacle. Of course, the book of Hebrews being written to the Jewish audience and explaining who Christ is. And so at that time, they still had the temple. They still had the place where sacrifices were taken and offered, whether the morning and evening sacrifices or the, the day of atonement, where atonement is made for the people with the sacrifice. So here, let, let's look at what this says here. Chapter 10, verse 1. For the law, having a shadow of the good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with these same sacrifices, which they offer continually, year by year, make those who approach perfect. So in that verse, there's a couple arguments already. Uh, one thing to notice is this contrast between the shadow and the actual image of a thing, which we sometimes hear it used this way, seeing face to face, no longer speaking in types and uh, symbols, but speaking directly. So we no longer are using the shadow of the law, and the law here means uh, specifically the ceremonial law, the sacrificial law, which was pointing toward the Messiah. And, and here's the argument in this sentence. We could have known this because these sacrifices are offered over and over again, continually, year after year, meaning that they're not making you perfect. They're not the sacrifice. We're looking for the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. For if they had made you perfect, if they actually had accomplished forgiveness of sins, wouldn't they cease to be offered? For the worshipers, once purified, wouldn't have had no more consciousness of sins. But in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. And that's really the essence of it. You could have known that really all the way back to the beginning in Genesis chapter 3. Sacrifice of, of uh, an animal, the coats of skin, only points toward the seed of the woman who will take away sin. The blood of bulls and goats can never actually do that. Now he um, quotes here, sacrifice and offerings did not desire. I'm going I'm to jump up here to verse 8. Previously saying, sacrifice and offering, burnt offerings and offerings for sin, you did not desire nor had pleasure in them which are offered according to the law, even though these are according to the law. Instead, he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first that he may establish the second. Christ comes to do the will of God, undoing what was there in the old law by fulfilling it. So by that which we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. So in contrast to the sacrifices of animals, which are done over and over, year after year, Christ is offered once. And so then he begins to explain here the priest. Every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he'd offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering he has perfected forever those being sanctified. So this is really the contrast between the Old and New Testaments and what it is for Christ to be the priest. 
the Old Testament has these repeated sacrifices. And at the time, those were important and pointed to what needed to be known. But once the reality has come, those are set aside. And they should have known that the whole time. You didn't need to even be told that. You should say, oh yeah, these are just bulls and goats. They don't take away sins. So therefore, brethren, here now he's going to apply it. Okay, given those considerations, so what? What should we do? Well, therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, this is the therefore, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Our hope is in our sins having been forgiven by this one offering of Christ. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. This should, this should make us want to imitate Christ in doing good works, not forsaking the assembling together, as is the manner of some. Some people don't want to get together other Christians. They see the sin in other Christians, the failures of the church, and so they abandon it. But that's not what we should do. We shouldn't forsake the assembling together, but exhorting one another. In light of those sins, we should exhort and encourage one another to overcome sin and fight that good fight. And so much more as you see the day approaching. So this section here stood out to me, and I hope it does to you as well. It stays in your memory as the place to go to understand the work of Christ as the one and final sacrifice offered that one time, which the, the animal sacrifice from, from Genesis chapter 3 on all the way through the Law of Moses to Solomon's temple to uh, Herod's temple, the time of Christ, all those only pointed towards that final sacrifice. Thanks for joining me this week. We'll see you next week.